Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, hello, Halloween fans, and welcome to the spooky season. It's October. We're here to talk about horror. Last time we were here to talk about horror, it was the summer. But we are being seasonal because it's Halloween, the time of the dead, and stopping people from stealing our children, which is the premise of trick-or-treating. And here today to join me is Jason. Hello. And Andrew. Hello there. Who was three minutes late for the podcast? I'm going to bring it up publicly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone. I was eating my pie. A pie? What kind of pie? A Halloween pie? A pumpkin pie? No, I wish it was a bean pie. Ill bean. Not not like not like baked beans. Sorry, I don't want everyone thinking I'm a psycho. Uh, <laughs> uh, like like uh, mixed beans and tomatoes. It was very nice. Does everyone remember when Heinz baked beans made a pizza? Um, no. No. But it sounds worse than Halloween. No, that was a thing. Google it if no one believes me right now. <laughs> Heinz Baked Beans made a pizza at one point and it was like sellable and people bought it and that was revolutionary times for us all. What a, what a world we're living in, eh? But that has absolutely nothing to do with today's podcast, which we've all just prefaced that I'm going to try and not say A, anything controversial, highly unlikely, and B, I'm not going to talk about sexy people. I'm stressed already. I feel like we've got nowhere to go. This is going to be a five-minute podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just me just going, I can't I can't deal with this. I'm leaving. It's too much. No, I can do it. Look at me. Right, we're, uh, we're one minute in, and I've not talked about anyone sexy or anyone controversial. And But what I don't promise to talk about, and I think we're all in agreement, is um, all the movies that I make up in my mind. And although no one may want to hear that, we, I've made up a lot of movies to do with horror, so 
strap in for that. <laughs> Get ready, because I have made up 28 weeks later, Andy, and I know you don't believe me. Yeah, but you, I... did, you did tell me that. Um, yeah. I, I, it's still not true, but, you It know. is true. Jason, I don't know if you've ever heard any of the podcasts where I absolutely 100%, despite Andy's uh, disagreement, I dreamed up 28 weeks later before the film was ever re- released, so... Really? Wow. Well done, yeah. you. And, yeah, Andy thinks I just had a dream with Robert Carlyle in it, which is a lie. Yeah. I mean, I it... don't know if you're telling the truth or not, because I've seen 28, 28 weeks later, so... <laughs> you Well, it's a horror movie. Actually... Do you know what's really funny? Talking of horror movies, we'll start with 28 Weeks Later and 28 Days Later. Right. Yeah. I actually watched 28 Days Later for the first time ever recently because of you and Brian's disgust in me for not seeing it. But I have yeah. seen the second one because I dreamt it up. And um, for a zombie movie, I was actually very impressed. It's a very good film. Yeah. Because in a strange way, the zombies play such a minimal part in it, I found. Mm. It's a very good film. The The... The the music at the end when you like when they were going in the thing and you know and they're smashing the stuff and oh, I like to go vegan. Do you remember the thing and there was some stuff? The music, was, the, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to do it, but you know the music that everybody knows. It's very good. Da, 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 da. Was it that music? That's Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's the same film, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason, have you seen Twenty Eight Days Later? I have, yes, but I have a question. So, is it really a zombie film? I mean, the monsters there are not rotten, are they? It's a good point. They're not yeah. already dead, yeah. are they, really? They're, They're not, not reanimated. They, they kind of become zombies immediately. There's no death, is there? Yes, but they're not, they're not rotten, though, you see. They just have, you know, scary eyes, that's all. <laughs> they're infected, but I don't think they're zombies. They're also yeah, fast, yeah. and zombies aren't fast. Yeah, that's, that's, another, that's true. Zombies Isn't it something fast. like you swallow their blood or their blood gets into you or something like that that's how you got infected yeah, yeah it's the blood because right, yeah. it's like the bit with brendan gleason and the um the blood drop goes in his eye and then he goes oh. away and um yeah that bit i read um that they hired uh athletes um to do the running scenes of the zombies or whatever they're meant to be uh, yeah. to make to obviously because they are really fast and i was like oh yeah okay i get it whatever that's just fun it's an interesting fact but then of course there was the follow-up 28 uh weeks later which i invented and i came up with and i cast and everything like that but that's that's a movie that you know i refuse to fully watch because i've already seen it in my mind so there <laughs> that's a facet of it jason have you seen the have you seen the sequel 28 weeks no, I, I haven't seen it. No, I don't think that Twenty Days Later really needs a sequel. I mean, does it? Have you seen it, Andy? Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen Twenty Eight Weeks Later. I've seen Twenty Eight Days Later. Okay. Not, we haven't seen a lot, have we? Really, we're quite a poor team here. But um, no. I really like Twenty Days Later. But am I right in thinking that Twenty Eight Weeks Later is like completely separate, basically? It's from what I dreamed um, and slash semi saw. It's. Um, it's basically the survivors of obviously the virus and how they've sort of adapted. Think like the walking dead. It's like the, the, the sort of like follow on for how the world is surviving and carrying on and, you know, and adapting to that virus being within it. But I only watched about half of it because of my utter disgust and contempt from them um, penetrating my brain area with their, their rays 
Do you remember the beginning of this podcast five minutes ago where I said I wasn't going to talk about anything controversial? I think I failed. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's controversial, just a little bit crazy. Well, yeah, there's a team of doctors who'll probably believe you on that one, but whatever. <laughs> just out there, just going, yeah, she's nuts. But I wanted to, I think an opening an opening question, aside from the 28 weeks later, 28 days later saga of my mind, is um, we always talk so positively here. What is everyone's most hated horror movie? Because horror is quite a controversial genre. People seem to really, really love certain movies and then absolutely detest. Even the biggest horror fan will have something that they absolutely detest. So I was interested to know oh, okay. what is everyone's hatred. Jason, what's your most hated horror film or franchise? You may have may have one as well. Hated horror franchise? Well, <clears throat> maybe it's... Uh, I know what you did last summer, but I like the first film. I, I just don't think it should have ever been a franchise. I think the sequels are... The sequels, uh, I still know what I, I, I still know what did, what you did last summer was, you know, no good. And I haven't seen the, I will always know what you did last summer because I've heard that it's absolutely awful. So I think that that is my worst franchise because I think it should, it should, it should never have had any sequels. That's my I, opinion. I've seen um, both. Uh, no, all three. I've seen them. Um, yeah, the third one is. It feels like uh, like a made-for-TV movie, you know? Mm. Uh, it's it's nothing to write home about. I did a written review of it on the website. <laughs> uh, plug it up, UK Film Review website. Da, 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 check it out, kids. Uh, you gave yeah, it one so... star, didn't you? Pardon? You gave it one star. Yep, it was garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't want to see it. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thank you. It's Involved just... Us. Yeah, it is literally just like made-for-TV vibes, you know? It's just, it's just tripe, yeah. But the first one, I agree. I mean, the first one was good. The first one follows so many horror stereotypes. But it's, it is what it is. It is what it says on the tin. It's just a teen slasher movie. And, and if you're in the mood for it, then you can't fault. I know what you did last summer, but yeah, the other two are a bit, yeah, definitely a pass. <laughs> Andy, what's yours? I, I, I'm not a big hater of anything, really. Come I'm a, on. I'm a nice you hate the Heinz baked bean pizza. You could hate I, that. I, I do, ha- I do hate that. Actually, yeah, that sounds horrible. Um, Delicious. I, I mean, franchise. Obviously, we're sticking on franchises here. The things that have spawned franchises, at least. I, um, because of this, because the reason we're here, obviously, is Halloween Kills, isn't it? Is out on Friday, and I, what recently watched both Halloween Two, the original Halloween Two, the sequel to the first Halloween, and then also David Gordon Green's Halloween from 2018, both of which serve as a direct sequel to the first one don't they because the the new one it basically ignores all the other sequels and pretends yeah. that one of them happens um and particularly after watching that halloween 2 is not very good i don't think it's all right my main gripe with it the thing i hate about it if you're going to push me towards the word hate rachel go on is is laurie herself because Laurie Strode in the original Halloween is a good, like she's the original, the best hot final Scream girl. queen, Scream yeah. queen, final girl. Like whatever you think of that as a trope, obviously it gets overdone and then it gets satirised as most film, things in films do. But in the original mm. Halloween, you've got to remember, like this is before it all became a ridiculous trope. Like she was, and she has a bit of steel to her. Like she's normal and she's obviously really scared, but she has a bit of steel to her. And then obviously in the late, in the new one, she's like, absolute badass and she's got the guns and she's still yeah. a bit crazy but she's like 
she's a she's a good character. I don't know if you've seen Halloween two, but oh, she yeah, is, I've seen it. She is such an absolute wet lettuce in that film. <laughs> she is so the bit. Oh, there's a bit where she's lying on the ground and mm. she's calling for help because Michael's coming to get her, and she goes help, Ugh. help. And then as soon as they go inside, where they can no longer hear her, she screams, help. And I'm like, okay, you could have just done that before. And she keeps, like, falling over. And she's barely in the film. She's barely, she's barely, yeah. speak, she's barely conscious. She's unconscious. And then she just stumbles around the hospital for ages. Like, it's not a bad film. I actually quite liked the first, like, 30 minutes. And I think some of it's really good. There's some quite inventive killing in it, which... And isn't that the one where they're in the hot tub? Yeah, um, I like that bit. I like the when he boils her head. You know, it makes me sound like a terrible person, but I did quite. I, I thought that was good the way he boils her head. Um, oh yeah, I love that scene. It's, it's we uh, do. the thing is, good. if you watch a lot of horror films, although it is a horrible and disgusting and awful, you start to really appreciate a good kill, don't you? You start to appreciate a good death, yeah. um, as opposed to a boring one. Like sometimes you watch a slap like a slasher. The worst thing for a slasher is when all the deaths are just like. The same. Just like pops out and stabs them, and that's it. You know, I'm talking personal favourite, and we'll probably get onto it maybe more later. Friday the Thirteenth, not the best film, I don't think. <gasps> the, the original's not that like. I haven't actually seen any of the sequels, but the original isn't that great. I don't think. Oh, you come here with your words, Andy. But yeah. fine, carry on. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> it's fine, but it's not as good as it's not as good as like a classic. Probably slash as Halloween. I don't think. You're talking um, about a movie where Kevin Bacon is wearing a crop top and hot pants. What is there not to like? Yeah, well, I like Kevin Bacon. And in fact, Kevin Bacon is the subject of the best bit of the film and one of my favourite deaths in any of these horror franchises. Mm. Because that's the thing with franchises, by the way. Because they're doing the same film again and again, they have to get more inventive and do cool things with the killing, like the boil in the head in the hot tub. I, yeah. The, bit, the Kevin Bacon death in Friday the 13th is one of my favourites because you've got it's like with the blood dripping down onto him and you're like oh my oh, god oh yeah on the bunk bed yeah well it's actually not Jason is it it's Mrs Voorhees is gonna like jump out the shadows and get him and you're waiting for that to happen for him to look up and realize before you actually before you get the jump scare where you think you're gonna get the jump scare it surprises you with under the bed it comes up like through the bed through his neck doesn't it what I always think about with horror movies, especially uh, old Kevin Bachon getting mm. shanked, is especially Friday the 13th, is you're getting laid, you've had some fun time with a lady or a gent. You're dead. And then you're dead. Mm. And while that may seem not unlike a Greek tragedy, <laughs> at least you got laid before his mother killed you. Could be worse ways to go out. If we're talking about my preferred favourite death in a horror movie, it's Friday the 13th Part 2, where it goes the other way, where the geezer in the wheelchair is just about to get laid, right? And then Jason shanks him in the face with a machete and his wheelchair rolls down a flight of stairs. Classic, hilarious, love everything about that. But poor guy didn't get laid. Sad times. Jason essentially, ultimately, blocked him. The ultimate block. It's very, very sad. It killing someone before, yeah. Yeah, Jason. What's your favorite death in a horror movie? My favorite death in a horror movie. Hmm, that's a tricky one. Uh, oh, I'm just thinking. Sorry. Uh, so many great ways for people yes. to die. <laughs> uh, yes. 
Well, uh, Drew Barrymore's a scream. That's a pretty good one, isn't it? <gasps> oh That's yeah, a very good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. Scream is is my fave. My, my my boy, I love it so much. If we think about it, we're saving lives right now. But because Drew Barrymore was so stupid in that movie, and she didn't know that Pamela Voorhees was the original Friday the Thirteenth killer, she yeah. died. If she'd listened to this podcast and yeah, she said it a few minutes ago, she'd be alive. Yeah, she knew it, but it's knew it, but the killer tricked her. Yeah, very you know. true. Yeah, That's but it, she should have known. She should have known. She should have known. Uh, she should have known. Also, uh, speaking of, of Scream and good deaths, Rose McGowan's death in um, Scream, where she gets uh, crushed in the um, the revolving garage door, door in the garage yeah. door. Nah, that's a, nah. that's a good one. Uh, okay. oh, little bit of spicy personal information. Let's get personal with each other here. Uh, Halloween parties are coming up, and I am actually going as Tatum from Screen One. Yeah, but here's an interesting. And you got someone going with you as as uh, Stu. I really want that. Yeah, her boyfriend Stu. Right, Stu no, was... I was going to say as, as Neth Campbell. I can't remember how it's name. Sydney. Have you got someone Sydney. going with Sydney? No, 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 no. <laughs> but um, the thing was right for ages. I looked up where to find like a copy of her outfit that she wears in that garage door death because I wanted to put like a plastic cat flap around my head. And wear it right. but um i can't find it anywhere so i'm going as um another outfit that she wears in the movie so da, da, da. i'm going as tatum i thought i was like i don't want to go as like a taco or a zombie or some other boring thing so, so you're yeah tatum from screen i'm essentially just cosplaying as a like for like outfit as tatum from screen i'm wearing the the red jeans little american football top she wears with the bunchies when they're sitting on the Oh, yeah. with, and... with the ten on it, I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm wearing. Yeah, that's my outfit. I've got it. I've literally, I have done it. It took me ages to find everything perfectly, but I've bought them just from high street shops. Boom! I'm Tatum. That is my genius Halloween costume. Because I have this underlining fear where you people, you know, you get invited to a costume party at Halloween, don't you? And I think to myself, what if, yeah, you're a proper mug? And no one else turns up in fancy dress. Oh yeah. And the way yeah. the way to circumvent that is to wear an average outfit, which you can then palm off as you just wearing an average outfit. That's how you do it. So then, if everyone else is regularly dressed, I just I just am wearing a '90s throwback outfit, which is in trend at the moment. So I won't look stupid if I turned up as a clown, look like a proper mug. That's yeah. how you do that. That's how you survive social awkwardness at Halloween parties. I'm a genius. Congrats, well done. <laughs> it, is everyone else is... it is quite clever, but then everyone, if everyone is dressed up <laughs> to a lot of people who don't aren't students of Scream, yeah, do they perhaps just think? What are you wearing? I uh, see. Now I did question that, but I and ran you it look past. Boring. How dare they? I'll never look boring. My outfit's fabulous. I ran it past mm. a pal of mine who's also going to this party, and I went, "I'm going as Tatum from Scream," and he was like, "That's genius. I love it." And I was like, "All right." It seems to be going well. It seems to be. Okay. I'm getting through. It. Yeah, I'm getting through the the floorboards, if one will. But I'm not going to go as dressed up as a giant jar of peanut butter. I'm going as Tatum from Scream. That's my plan. I'm a genius. You're welcome, everyone. This is a classic Halloween costume. Has anyone ever done a really outlandishly good Halloween costume here? No, I've never done an outlandish one. I did. It, I did Shaun of the Dead a couple of years ago. There's some um, red on you. We've got ah, exactly right. So I had red on me, obviously. Yeah. And I was in, um, I was in the club as they, as as you do, as you are, 
with um, the teens. A few years ago, yeah, with the down with the kids. Remember, I am mm. quite young, um, and I was I walked past this guy who stopped me and he like grabbed me by the shoulder and he's like, "Oi, mate, you've got red on you." Ah. I was like, "Haha, really good. Appreciate that. Fan of the film." As the night goes on, this guy gets pro- progressively more hammered, and every time I walk past him or go near him, he stops me and says, "You've got red on you," because he he thinks he's making the joke for the first time and oh laughs at himself. God. And every time I'm like, "Huh, good one," and it happens like four times, um, and him telling me the same joke. And by the last one, I was getting very irritated because he was kept getting him, kept getting in my way to make the same joke that he's told me already. Should have just uh, should have just murdered him, Andy. That would have solved a lot of problems. That's what Jason. most people in these films would have done. Yeah, exactly. Jason, have you ever done a really good sort of horror throwback Halloween costume? Uh, no. I dressed as Batman once. <laughs> does that count? Well, I mean, it's Batman film. Some of the Batman films are horror shows, I suppose, aren't they? So. <laughs> no, <do>. Drag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Batman, so I'm fine. I don't mind Batman, but he just seems like, you know, for someone who's so goddamn rich, mm. use your money for other things, mate. Do you know what I mean? Just stop yeah. like, worrying about who killed your parents 500 years ago. Get over it. Spend your money on a therapist, you know, <laughs> and get over it. Just stop yeah. bothering poor Gotham City. And you've also got to think about it. In essence, he's investing his money into making weapons of war because that's what him and that is. And he's his... a, a vigilante, isn't he, as well? Like, he just keeps... Beat, he just beats people up and makes yeah. weapons and shoots people. He's a he's a he's a he's a arms dealer who's got too much money, who lives with his elderly boyfriend, and they both need to just not do that. I don't, you know, just invest your money in therapy. You know, let Alfred help you. Let Alfred heal you, Batman. Jesus Christ, it's stressful. Anything. Anyway, my most hated one, which because we've gone full circle in twenty minutes and completely forgotten everything. Yeah. Oh, I hate them so much. And if you've listened to... I think you were on the Blumhouse podcast with me, Andy. I was on the Blumhouse podcast. Oh, I absolutely, fervidly get up in the morning to start my day by hating the Insidious films. Ah, now, I was going to... So, I... Fight me, Andy, fight me. First Insidious. No, First Insidious is good, but it's not... It's not all that. It's it's fine. It's decent. It's it's, it's not all that. It loses its way. It loses its way because it goes all... It goes it lost absolutely its way. Yeah. It lost its way the minute that film went into production. What is that movie? Uh, it was James Wan, wasn't it? Didn't James Wan make it? Was it was James Wan. Yeah. Oh, wait, did James Wan also, because second on the block is Saw, absolute tripe. Did also, James Wan also did James, he make Saw? Also James Wan, yeah. So my problem is... He's with is James like, Wan. I don't like James Wan, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Insidious is just boring. It's stupid. It's just the I don't story think it's like, that stupid compared to in horror film terms, they're all pretty stupid, aren't they? So he, I don't. I, there's a whole scene at the end where they're running around in some dreamscape and they're like da 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 da, and there's that clown man and that kid fell off a step and he's in a coma and a bunch of other garbage I don't care about and oh, I'm stressed even thinking about it. And Saw is just like no one's got that much will to live. Kick the little puppet off the thing, the scooter. And leave. I'm not going to let some cancer-riddled man with his puppet tell me what to do. Get out of my face. I'll survive. I'll survive. Saw simply by being um, verbally and passively aggressive towards the puppet. <laughs> Thus, 
succeeding in all tasks because I'll make the saw man have a mental breakdown and I'll survive. That's how I'm going to win saw. Plus, there's no cash prize, is there, when you win saw? We're treating saw like it's an actual like theme park yeah, ride or like who wants to be a millionaire? Is yeah. there a cash prize at the end? It's not a cash prize. So it'd be all like, get the key out your eye. And I'd be like, nah, go away. <laughs> I'd be submissive until we just sort of felt sorry for me. And eventually and then, gave, yeah. yeah, and then gives me like the money for like a cab fare home. Antagonists don't really have that sort of moral compass to, to let you go, though, do they? I mean, some serial killers in the past have let their victims go, so you never know who you're dealing with. Well, interestingly enough, Halloween, again, mm. doesn't Michael. kill kids very often. Does sometimes, but Halloween 2 um, mm. leaves. A baby, am I right? In Halloween 2, Michael doesn't kill a baby. You I think he's going to kill a baby and yeah. he doesn't. And in Halloween, the little boy gets away. The one who's who he's like having a banter with his babysitter. Oh, yeah. And then she, she gets it, obviously. And then a stoner mate gets it, of course. Um, but the, the, but the, boy, uh, the little boy gets away. But he does kill the boy in the truck in the 2018 one. Um, was made, that makes me think because me and Jason were talking about how he likes the Rob Zombie remakes and in the Rob Zombie second one there right. is a scene where he sees a child and he also lets him get away and the mum comes up to him and goes oh you're trick or treating and then he's like that but I was going to say something controversial about him not killing a baby and I didn't okay. so well when yeah. I watched it I was I thought please, I was like please don't kill the baby and it didn't what kill. you're doing Andy is thinking the complete opposite yes. to me he was thinking he, well no but I did also think after he didn't kill the baby, I was like, it's a bit of a stupid move. Because... He, kills a, he kills a dog in the first one, though. So why is he preferencing baby over no, it's dog? Just, just, I mean, he's, a, he's normally... I think it's because yeah. the filmmakers think, well, it's a bit much having him kill a baby, isn't it? Oh, and, but he can kill a dog. And I, I agree. No, if he doesn't kill a dog in the... I'm talking the David Gordon Green one here. Um, he doesn't kill a dog... Yeah. In that one, he does kill the baby, and I think they're thinking, you know, it's too much to watch him killing a baby. That's fair enough. They could have not put the baby in there because I do think a man as efficient as Michael, mm. we've got to hand it to him, more so than most horror antagonists. I think Michael he is, is quite, efficient. he is quite efficient. He's slow, you know, he never works up a sweat, does he? Mm. Never runs. That's as I've always said, I want to watch Halloween, but Michael Myers is wearing um, like those Heelys shoes with the wheels in them. <laughs> that's low key what I want to watch. It makes me, uh, that was, yeah, something interesting. I was going to say, Jason, you have a controversial thought because you actually like the Rob Zombie ones, which apparently are quite panned. I like the first Rob Zombie film, the 2007 film. I like that one. You know, it has, has you know, a lot of gore and a, and a huge body count. You know, I think it's a pretty mm. awesome film. And I like that. Some of the stories told through the killer's perspective. The, oh the, yeah, in the beginning, yeah. yeah. And the second one, so I think it's, I think it's awful. I mean, it's, it's well, it has, it, it's filled with you know those silly visions that that girl keeps on having, and it becomes annoying, you know. Yeah, yeah, and there's the, all, the, like it's, it's very. Um, I feel like with the second one, they really tried to amp up that kill count a bit too much, and it became too hammy. Is the best way to describe it. Yes, I only saw it once mm. when it came out. I just remember I didn't like it. Full of vision oh, band, just you know, didn't have the power that the, that the 2007 film had. That's just my opinion. 
yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. We're all missing out on the best Halloween, which is the one with Paul Rudd in it. Which one's Paul Rudd in? Oh, I don't remember. I think it's number five, but Paul no, Rudd's no, is it, is it? Is it is it is it H twenty? No, 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 no. You're thinking of. Uh, oh, it's so. Do you know what? How long are we into this? Twenty six minutes, right? I can't do it. You're thinking. I got. I've got to say it. I've. I'm, I try. Right. Then you're thinking of page twenty, which has got Josh Harnett in it, and Josh Harnett is hot. He's sexy, and I don't care. I've done it. I went twenty six minutes. I deserve a round of applause. Right. Paul Rudd. I'm googling it right now. Thanks I'm for my congratulations. At, I'm looking at. Ah, he's in the Curse of Michael Myers. Delicious which, Paul which Rudd. Which hasn't got a number in it. So I'm I think thinking it's, like... it's therefore six, isn't it? So Paul because Rudd's in it, there, and it he goes, hot. goes up to five, and then they decide, you know what? Yeah. We're getting a bit this high now. Mad. Let's drop the numbers, is what they think. So Paul Rudd in that is playing the adult version of the boy from the first film that he doesn't kill, Tommy. But that's all irrelevant, because Paul Rudd is hot and young in this. I like sexy young Paul Rudd. I'm going to go mad now. I'm going to go ham and just talk about how hot everyone is. Um, <laughs> We're going to get distracted. This podcast will never end if you do that. I can't help myself. Paul Rudd. Yep, young Paul Rudd is sexy. Yeah, and so that's the premise of that movie. But that movie, in a strange, weird... Oh, I just looked at Paul Rudd now when he's 52. That's garbage. I like young Paul Rudd. Anyway, um, that movie... It looks, explains... the, it looks the same. It's I a... see the passage of time on his face. It's, it's a and... very well-known, commonly known Paul internet fact Rudd. that yeah. Paul Rudd is not aged. Then why does he look so disheveled? He looks like he's had a really tough paper round. I'm looking at pictures of him now. Cool, look at those lovely fake teeth. Oh, he looks lovely, lovely. I mean, he's a millionaire, so I'm not going to say no to him, am I? Because I want that cash, but yeah, I'll deal with that. 52 is not too bad. But um, in that movie, there's the whole theory that... Um, I'm going to get it wrong and sound like an absolute idiot. But like, there's a pagan ritual that happens, and Michael has a mark on his wrist of like a, a rune symbol, and that's why Michael's indestructible. So if I don't know if you, Jason or Andrew, have seen that one, but watch it because it's absolutely insane. Okay. Yeah, I've tried... not. I've not got. I've not got as far as six. Um... Yeah, that's when it gets really good because they're like, "Ah, oh, Michael's involved in pagan and witchcraft stuff, and da 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 da, and he can't die because of this like weird tattoo mark on him." And everyone's like, "Yep, makes sense, perfectly. Let's keep going. Let's move forward." And that was a good movie, but Paul Rudd's in it. It's great. You know, he salivate pictures of to Michael of Michael on his bedroom wall, and he's like, "Oh, I'm obsessed with the case," and he's kind of, you know, doing the whole um, Doctor Loomis madness of Michael kind of theory, where he's just like really, yeah. maybe sexually attracted to Michael. Who knows? Also, I like to think about when I watch Halloween how um, Loomis is quite possibly the only therapist in the world whose main objective is to kill his patient. Yes, mm, and well. then you get nice twist. Generally, by the mm. way, very like, very much like the 2018 Halloween film. Mm. Um, the the fact that he it's the opposite, and the therapist in that one actively wants to keep him alive, like wants to keep him alive to the extent that he kills a police officer. You remember the I'd bit? like, yeah, I'd like to manipulate. I'd like to become friends with Michael and then kind of keep him around to do my bidding. You know, like an evil parrot or a Rottweiler. Like Michael, I don't like this cashier at Morrison's today. And then Michael goes and kills him. What would you want, Jason instead? 
<gasps> oh, my boyfriend, Jason. Yeah. Sexy, sweet Jason. Yeah, also, but then the thing is, Jason's mum obviously doesn't want Jason to have a girlfriend. I'm not okay. saying that they would be my boyfriend, yeah. but I'm not saying I wouldn't say no if romance was on the cards between me and Jason or Michael. Okay. So just put that out there in the atmosphere. But yeah, Jason's got... Oh, yeah, that was something I wrote down. Notes. This podcast is going so well with my madness. <laughs> um, what is with the scene, you know, it seems to be a thing, the mummy boy issues in horror movies with some of our famous male protagonist killers. I mean, obviously you've got Jason, Mummy's Boy. Um, in the Rob Zombie version of Halloween, they kind of say he's a bit of a Mummy's Boy. you got old Norman Bates stuffed his mum in the basement, <laughs> literally, taxi yeah. down with her. Why are, why are Mummy's Boys doing all the killing? Well, the filmmakers don't like them, obviously. What, their mums? No, don't like mummy's boys. They're like, well, there's the thing that there's a strong link there between loving your mum and being a killer. That's the that's the obvious link that's being made, isn't it? Maybe those filmmakers just really hated their mums and they wanted to see it played out on the screen. <laughs> well, they wanted they really hated people who liked their mums because they hated theirs. So they thought. Uh, yeah, I'm not into mummy's boys. It's always a bit much, you know. I do worry that they're going to kill someone. Because you've seen so many horror films now, you're just worried. Anyone who actually likes their mum at all. Yeah. Serial killer in the making. Yeah. I go, I scope out their house. Is there a basement? Are they into stuffing birds? What's going on? I'm, I'm very dubious <laughs> of the whole thing. But obviously that takes us nicely into obviously what is classed as... It is classed as it, isn't it? The first slasher film is Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. It is. Ooh, that, and... that was a good segue. That was a good segue. Yeah, sorry, good. it was a very good segue. It thanks, was. thanks. Yeah, but it's, does, it, does it really shoot. count as a franchise? I mean, it had a sequel, I suppose. I oh my god! And, yeah, and then there was also a remake with Vince Vaughn. Bam! That was awful. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen it. I heard it's awful. I've, I've, seen, it. I've seen Psycho. I, mean, yeah. I haven't it's seen the, the remake. It, is, it, is, it, is it that bad? Is it the same shot by shot? Exactly the same. Directed by Cos Van Sant. I don't know why it makes mm. they made that film. Utterly pointless, you know. Don't watch it. The first one is a classic, and it didn't need any sequels, in my opinion. I've never seen the sequel, but it pops up on my Netflix every now and then as well. It's like Psycho Two, and um, I just think to myself, I'm not even gonna um, sully the good name of the original by watching it. But I have, unfortunately. Before I became a massive lover of film, Psycho, the remake, was on TV and I watched it and I was like, oh, whatever. And I'd obviously I'd not got into Hitchcock. I was very young. And then when I watched the Hitchcock version, I was like, I will never speak of the Vince Vaughn film until now, obviously. Like, it was just such garbage. Yeah, I can't believe it. Why, why would you even, like, sometimes I wonder what's going through, like, Hollywood's brain. Because Hollywood, obviously, is just one big entity that I'm going to class as a brain. Like, what is going through their head when they went, yep, let's remake that. I don't think there's ever been, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, another remake of a Hitchcock film. Has there? Uh, then surely. Surely. There was, there was one. There was a dialogue was... for murder. It was oh. a perfect murder with Michael Douglas, 1997 film. Okay. It was a remake there of was... a 1954 film, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 That was there a remake. Was a... It's not a horror film, though. No. There was a TV version of The 39 Steps. Are you Googling this on your phone? No, no, I've seen the TV version of this. Oh, I, 
Um, I, I am also now looking, though. Yeah, I can't... Oh, I... Rebecca, well, Rebecca, obviously, but that's a bit different because it's a novel first. Oh, okay, same with yeah. Same with The 39 Steps. So they're both, okay. they're both novels that have been remade since, uh, again. That's not but the as same for as like, one of his films. Yeah, as for, like, Hitchcock's key key films, you know, I don't feel um, like Hollywood's got their grimy fingers. I can think of. Yeah, I mean, imagine them remaking no, The Birds. Like, it just wouldn't work, you know? I was thinking that. It's just not going to... It's not going to be a thing, or, or or remaking like Rope or something like that. It's not going to have that same vibe. And obviously, if we didn't have Psycho, they wouldn't have hired Jamie Lee Curtis for Halloween, would they? That was one of the reasons they wanted her in it as the throwback. And that obviously that launched her career. And Halloween is iconic. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, how it are we is. all feeling? Although I didn't. No, you go. Go on. I was going to say, how are we all feeling say, about yeah the new Halloween coming out? I'm very uh, excited about it because I really enjoyed um, the 2018 Halloween. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited and I'm, I'll be there. One, please. <laughs> You're going alone? <laughs> no, and I actually won't go alone. Actually, no. Thank God. I had this discussion. I had this discussion. I go alone to films when I what? want to see the film. And how do you do have you know, that you... level of... No, I'm not doing you've, that. I have never been to a film on your own. If I wait, Jason, have you been own. to a movie? Jason, have you gone to the cinema alone? Yeah, I have. What? Yeah, oh, I, I, assume, no. I, I assumed that everyone who, who did this podcast was the kind of person who went to the cinema alone. No way, dude. I'd have a nervous I, breakdown. No, I I got past that, but I was like 15 mm. and I wanted to see all... I started getting into films and reading about all that arty stuff. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, um, I've got to. I want to see this film." And who's going to go with me? Nobody would go with me because well, you have it was, to get a it submissive was a, it was a partner. Po- yeah, know? it was at a point. But now, you see, now my girlfriend just generally come to most things with me, but she's not mm. a big, a big horror fan. Like she's a bit, she's a bit scared. So, but Aww. she's generally right with slashers. So I was like, yeah. okay. Let's. We watched Halloween, the new one together, and I was like, "It's direct sequel to this. Are we yeah. okay?" And she was like, "Yeah, that's fine." Generally speaking, she's she's good with um, knives and killing and psycho killers and murdering and all that. It's it's anything like you know, sort of twins from The Shining, yeah, or um, it's anything a bit anything weird or creepy or, or us. You know, Jordan Peele's us with the scissors yeah. and the, exactly. the heads and the voice. That kind of thing. That's what she that, doesn't like. She to be won't. She won't yeah, she won't go see that with me. Um, but she generally, mm. yeah. So generally, I don't go alone anymore because I have myself a partner. But I when I was like 16, the... 17, I used to go to cinema all the time on my own because I didn't have anyone to go with because my friends were all uncultured swines. Man, at sixteen and seventeen, I think I would have been way worse as well. Like I, I couldn't even do it now. But when I was sixteen, I definitely couldn't have done it. Plus, I was a crack addict, so there's that issue to put into hand. So cinemas wasn't really the biggest thing on the list. But like the now, priority. yeah, I ha- crack was the priority. Like just, but like I am reformed. I haven't done drugs since I was eighteen. I'm, I'm completely sober. We'll just put that out in case anyone worries about our welfare in the, in the world. But um. Someone's going to email Chris and be like, Are you okay? 
I'm fine. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm naturally crazy. This isn't the crack. Um, but no, I don't think I'd go to a cinema alone ever. Like there's been loads of movies that I've wanted to see and I've just sat there and gone, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to go see that because I couldn't imagine going into a, a complex, a building and being like, just one, please. And then just sitting there by myself. I just, uh, I don't know. I think, no, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to do it. I'm too socially awkward for that. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And recently, and uh, there was a man there, and he was sitting, like, in a row, the row, like, you know, you've got the gap where you walk, and I was on one end, and he was on the other end, and he had one of those slurpy ice drinks, yeah? And he, mm-hmm. he essentially wanted to get that slurpy ice drink out of that cup so much he could have eaten the plastic. Like, <laughs> it was borderline stressful for me. I couldn't watch Candyman because this guy was sucking the cup so hard. I was like, he's going to inhale it into his throat and I'm going to have to, like, perform a trichinotomy on his throat and get it out and help him breathe. If my pal, you know, wasn't there with me to stop me from being like, shut up, all hell could have broke loose. I need, I need to have like a, a one of those service dogs that stop me doing things. But instead, they're just people. But yeah, it was very stressful. Couldn't enjoy Candyman because a man decided to consume plastic near me. Was so, did you was the film good? Did you notice? I actually, oh yeah, actually, that's funny, Jason, because you and I were talking about it before it came out. I actually didn't like the new Candyman. Why is that? Um. Mm. <laughs> I just, to be honest, I just found it very, very boring. I mean, they Jordan Peele was a genius, obviously. I'm never going to slate Jordan Peele, but there was the visuals were great, the killings were very good, but I just didn't find myself engaging with any of the characters on screen enough to care about them. I feel that what the movie gave us in aesthetic quality, which was brilliant, as I said, 
and what the movie gave gave us in sort of like they pad out the Candyman's um, back history, took away a lot from the the protagonist male, if you will, who we're following. And I just got to a point where I didn't care about him. I didn't care about his his wife and uh, all of the other characters that were in it, the B characters, and that kind of just made me very bored. You, if you don't care about a character's well being, you don't care about the character's outcome. So you don't care about the movie in a sense, do you? So yeah, I kind of got bored. Have you seen it, Andy? No. Sorry, oh, okay. Short conversation. Um, you made no. a you made a noise which made me think you were doubting. Oh no no I was more commentary. I was more no I was more com- on the kind of general um, thing about not caring whether people live or die, and actually yeah. uh, in a lot of horror films, I find I'm not I'm not that bothered whether people live or die. Mm. It's very. It's very rare the horror film that makes you sad, I think, because yeah. the killing is so routine and so normal, and it's what you've come for. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's why, why you're there. That therefore, yeah. if it, if you if you you just don't get attached to characters in the same way in horror films, and I think if someone can make a genuine like horror horror, you know, mm. that actually scary, actually slashery or whatever, and and make you sad for the characters' lives, that would be very impressive because, you know, you, just, you haven't got the same... Yeah. Yeah. I think with spoiler alerts on the old Candyman... Jason, did you see the new Candyman yet? No, I haven't seen it, but it turns out it's not good, though. No, it's not the best. I'll just do a little spoiler alert. The reason why I think that with that Candyman, like that Candyman is because um, the premise of it that they take on in this movie, in Jordan Peele's one, is um, Candyman kind of possesses the main lead character, the protagonist male, I don't remember his name. Um, so he kind of gets like possessed by Candyman. So in a way, you're met, you feel like they should have made you care about him a bit more because he's, he's 100% driving the film. As I said, he is possessed, in essence, by Candyman. But you just don't relate to him. You don't. Maybe it's just me. I didn't relate. I didn't care. I had the stress of a man eating a plastic cup next to me. There's a lot of things that took yeah. me out of that situation. But um, yeah, just I think if you're going to make the, the role, it's kind of like The Exorcist, you know, we care about Regan because we've seen Regan's backstory. We're invested in Regan as a character. So when she gets possessed, we're like, huh, that sucks. But in this Candyman movie, I was just like, you take pictures, you live in America. I don't care anymore. That was, that was literally how I felt. But yeah. The same actor plays Candyman, doesn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, visually though, visually, that film, 10 out of 10, is proper stunning. It's really gorgeous. Okay. But it just, storyline, yeah, bored me to death, which is a shame. Because I kind of had, uh, me and Jason were talking about it on the other horror podcast, if anyone it follows. We, we were talking about that we were quite looking forward to it. And I was disappointed that it, it sucked her, and I didn't care for it. And a man ate a cup, and it was stressful. Well, I predicted that Candyman was going to be killing people with hook and bees. Does that happen? Yeah, there's tons of bees. Bees everywhere. He, there, it's it's a bee movie, literally. <laughs> mistake it for the DreamWorks bee movie. There's so many bees. I went to Laser Tag recently, and I had to go. I'm going to circumvent. And we sat down in this little cinema thing, yeah? And they were like, oh, you have to watch a safety movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 like you do. And then, you know when you're not paying attention, and you're just looking around the room, and um, there was just a single DVD copy of a B movie just on the side. And I was like, what? Like, who? What employee at Canterbury Laser Tag? It was really good. Um, just 
was maybe on their lunch break, like, I'm going to sit in this little cinema room and watch DreamWorks a B-movie. It, it was the weirdest thing. And I just couldn't watch the safety video about laser tag because I was like, who's been watching a B-movie by DreamWorks <laughs> the whole time? It was really weird. But yeah, go to Canterbury Leisure, laser tag everyone. It was a great time. We had a lovely time. And perhaps if you feel like it, you can watch a bee movie there. I've never seen that movie. I'm assuming it's 100% about bees. You've never seen a bee movie? I'm an adult, Andy. Don't try and get me into your weird club of watching kids' movies again. Right, well, I mean, I haven't seen it since I was a kid myself. Um, but I, I remember liking it. But then it's all gone a bit weird afterwards, hasn't it? Because everyone started to realise that it's basically about a bee and a woman falling in love, and it's bit, wait what? So the the bee and the bee and the woman fall in love, don't they? It's, it's like a common known thing in Jerry Seinfeld, who yeah. does the voice for it. Yeah. Like, and also co-wrote it. Like, he sort of addressed it in an interview recently. He was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of sorry about that. It was a bit weird, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, it's sort of like the bee falls in love with the woman, um, and and that in itself is a bit odd, isn't it? When you think about it." Um, I remember, like, when I don't watch a lot of these, like, uh, family films, kids' films, whatever, and someone explained, I feel how you're talking to me now about that that scenario is how I felt when someone explained to me that in Twilight, the wolf man was attracted to the baby or something like that. And I was like, what? How do these things just happen in movies and we're all just meant to accept it? A bee in love with a woman? A wolf being in love with a baby. What's going on in Hollywood that we don't know about? And yet, apparently, horror is quite a snub genre. I think we need to be looking more at what Jerry Seinfeld's doing. <laughs> yeah, writing movies about bees. Was it? Was it? Was it Jerry Seinfeld who used to um, have? Uh, he used to shower in Evian. I heard that. Out I heard that about him, and I lost so much respect for him after I heard that. It might not be him, and it might not be true. So, apologies. why would you lose respect for that? Just, just the waste, man. Imagine having that much money and using it for that. You know? That's funny. We were talking about that as well before you came on because you were three minutes late. No. Um, we were talking about how how much money do you think they're throwing at Jamie Lee Curtis to keep her in that franchise, to keep <laughs> being Laurie Strode? But the thing is, though, like, I feel like if you're... Having seen Halloween 2, I've made my, my complaints with Halloween 2 and Laurie being wet latest very clear. Mm. And... I just think if you were her and you were now getting to play this quite actually interesting, it's probably one of the best things about the new Halloween films. Yeah, is her character now is very actually very interesting, um, and there and I feel like you actually want to do it maybe, but also they will be throw they also will be throwing lots of money at her because she also knows that true horror fans and film fans and Halloween fans in particular probably would not accept a new Halloween film and just wouldn't regard it as worth their time if it didn't have Laurie in it. I just Googled it. Her net worth is $60 million. How much of that, if you think about it, considering that Halloween's a big chunk of her career, came from Halloween? Ah, uh, yeah, but how, what was her net worth from just that being her? Because her parents are obviously were both film stars, so... Oh, yeah. Her parents are Janet Lee and Tony Curtis. <laughs> now that I'm allowed to be free-roaming and saying what I like... Jamie Lee Curtis is a proper MILF and I find her very attractive in her older ages more than I did when she was younger. Just saying that in the world. She's a hottie now she's older. She's she's one of those people who's gone the other way. I, I wouldn't argue with that. I wouldn't Yeah, argue I like her short hair though. I don't like her with long hair in Halloween. She's, I like her shortcut. She's very good in Knives Out with the with the short hair. 
Jamie Lee Curtis has got it going on. I'm all um, about that right now. Yeah, I, and she, apparently, by the looks of it, she's um, just picking up where they left off. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Halloween Kills. But oh, think... have you seen on the internet how everyone's proper upset about the scene in the beginning where he kills a bunch of firemen? Um, I mean, it's in the tra- it's in the trailer, so I know yeah, the scene. A... Yeah, that's what. Right, so there's like a whole thing. Yeah, Jason, have you seen this on the internet going around? No, I haven't actually. Oh, I'll fill you in, guys. I'll fill you. Thank God I'm here, the news reporter of the day. Um, yeah, so a lot of people are offended because he's killing civil servants. He's killing them. And um, uh, some people were petitioning to have that scene taken out. And I'm like, a bit late. It's gone past production. It's coming out in the in cinema the... in like a week's time. I mean, I don't... I, I, I mean, Firemen needless... have to be killed. Everyone has to be killed. I'm sorry. Needless Just because to... you're wearing a uniform, you're going to get killed. Michael Michael doesn't discriminate. Yeah, needless to say, we don't condone the killing of... Um, firemen. Of, of firemen. In particular, in fact, because they are trying to save the day. But I, yeah, feel, like, I feel like the fact that he kills some good people it surely is intended just to add to the fact that he's horrible i don't think anybody's defending michael are they i'm not sure i see the argument unless the film is trying to somehow redeem him which i can't imagine it is or maybe it's just the whole kind of like this is this is so sick why would he ever watch this but yeah if you watch the rob zombie one he kills a few nurses doesn't he and in halloween too he kills some nurses. well it's entirely set in a hospital so exactly he michael he boils up alive that said that said she was getting it on and you know what happens if you do it if you do it especially especially when you're supposed to be doing something else like being a camp like being a camp counselor or looking after sick people yeah you get look the only reason any of us are ever going to go and be camp counselors is to get laid everyone well i wouldn't because as soon as you do that then you're going to get a Voorhees, either mother or son getting you yeah, with um... me, Andy. That sounds like a win-win. <laughs> you're gonna get. You're gonna be like. Kev, you're gonna be like Kevin Bacon getting killed from under the bed. We were in the t- first twenty minutes. What I wasn't allowed to say it, but Kevin Bacon is so hot in these younger days. Everyone, everyone on this podcast officially has to agree that young Kevin Bacon. Was I think we should probably just have a, as a blanket rule: if someone's in a film, yeah, Rachel's probably got a thing for them. That's not true. There are. Um... Many women and men I don't find attractive. I think one of You're not going to name Jodie... them because that would just be horrible. But... I don't. I don't find Scarlett Johansson attractive, which a lot of people find shocking. Oh. <laughs> Surprising. Poor she's hun. not. She's not a hottie. I don't think she's going to be upset by. No, I don't think she'll care that. at um... all about me. Plus, I think she's straight. You know, so she's really not going to care. She's like, I don't even know who you are. And she's not listening. Is she married? Yes. Isn't she? Gladly. She's wow. married to that fella from uh, one of one of the ones from SNL. Somebody from SNL. When um, I'm not invested in them sexually, I haven't stalked them enough to know whether they're married or not. So. What about Freddy Krueger? Oh, Robert England. Is he hot? Yeah, he's hot. As yeah. as Freddy. Yeah. Oh, that Freddy. scene in Freddy. No, I can't say. Oh, it's controversial. The scene in Freddy versus Jason. Remember that terrible movie? Um. There's a bit where he's got the girl in the dream world and she's on the bed and he puts his little claw hand up her dress. Ah, what? That was way hot. That was, that was, there's some hot killings that I find attractive. There's some killings whoa, that I whoa, find whoa, very... Whoa, 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 I mean, I haven't what? seen Freddy vs. Jason, but that's him killing her. 
nah, nah, she's on the bed, yeah? And he puts his little claw hand up her dress and he's teasing her and he's like, you're mine now or something like that. And I was like, damn, Freddie, that's some hot, sh- that's, that's hot. I like that. And then my other favourite one is the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th where Jason gets this girl. She's naked. She's been, you know, having sex with a gentleman because obviously that's how it happens. And he like, crushes her face with his hand and he just vacantly stares out the bathroom window while he's like crushing her and I'm like oh that's a good one as well I like certain certain sexy killings and those are my two favorites and that wasn't even a question but you're welcome for that knowledge about me quite upsetting really Um, no no it's beautiful I hope big strong man (laughs) I hope everyone's okay about um you (laughs) just enjoying the murder um (laughs) Sometimes in life, I miss I miss a strong man, and these men exist in um, horror movies. So, you know, they're pleasant to me. I, I, I I'm I, once like we covered earlier. There are doctors in the world who will fully agree with you that I'm crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and I think about weird things. But we have to circumvent around while we we. Um... Do you remember in the beginning, everyone, where I said I wasn't going to say controversial things? Mm, yes, I do, yeah. yeah, you've blown that out of the water, haven't you? <laughs> mm. Right, now, come on, I can do this, I'm perfectly sane right now. Scream, the new one's coming out, everyone say normal stuff, go. <laughs> um, okay, um, let's talk about some <laughs> actual films. Um, Scream 4, I like Scream 4, Rory Culkin's uh, in it, that's a good one. I would like, yeah, I would like to talk about Scream because I love it dearly. Um, mm. let, let's let's all just agree right now that it's, Scream is the best film we've talked about in this podcast. I'm not going to agree to that. I mean, you can't it, trick me. I think it's be- better than. I mean, some people might hate me for this. Better than Halloween, the first, the original Halloween, even. As long as I you think. don't say it's better than Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, it's a lot we, better than Friday the Thirteenth. We are all. Um, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that bit. We're all said, on the I same said, page. I, well, I watched Halloween. And Friday yep. Thirteenth, and most of these films. Yep. I will, I'm not a big horror horror fan, despite my presence on this podcast. I wasn't. I'm getting into my horrors. I was yeah. a big scaredy for about 21 years, and Aww. now, and then I started watching more horrors. I was like, oh, this is okay, actually. I'm not as scared as I thought I'd be. Um, and then I watched Scream, and I was like, this is the best thing ever. I love it. Um, and I've watched most of the slashes I've seen in my life. I've seen after watching Scream. And this is something about watching everything with through post scream glasses mm. that just lessens their impact because obviously all of these things then just seem like stupid tropes that are in films that are way less smart than scream. Obviously, that's unfair because they were all made well before. And Halloween in particular, the, the it's not the original slash. It's not the first film to do all those things because one of the first films to do all those things was Black Christmas about five years earlier. Yeah, four years earlier, in fact. Black Christmas, very good film, if anybody cares. Yeah, it's a classic. It is a classic, brilliant film. Um, but anyway, at this point, it's only later that these things become really tired and everything, and then Scream revitalises it with its its classic, like, um, we're satirising it, we're making fun of it, but we're also doing it. Um, and we're like, it's having its cake and eating it, um, but it also does, like, subvert it, and then, like, the fact that, spoiler for Scream, but we've been spoiling everything, it's kind of the point. Um, but the fact that she does have sex with her boyfriend and then he turns out to be the killer and then she kills him and he, he, she she has him at the end and she survives. She's the final girl. 
but she's not virgin. She's like just destroyed him in her own way, and it's really satisfying and nice. Um, and then Scream Two, where Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell are really badass again, and it's um oh, I've forgotten her name. Laurie Metcalf um, is there, um, and and everyone, and it's really good. And there's a bit in Scream Two. I think it's Scream Two. It's Scream Two. Or is it Scream 4? It's one, the one where... The, or throw, it's three. It's three. Where there's the <laughs> chase... Where there's the chase through the film set of yeah, Sydney's childhood home. That's three. Yeah, it's one of the best things about three. It's the worst one. Don't think anyone's arguing with me on that. No. Scream 3 is the worst of the, th- of the four. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it's got the worst reveal. It's got the worst killer. And I'm like... I can barely even remember who it was, to be honest. I think it was the me film either. director... <laughs> I think it's the film director. I have no idea. Yeah. I only saw the film once. So I didn't like um, it. <laughs> I've only seen... I've seen the first one like three or four times. I've seen the rest once. But they will all be being rewatched before Halloween. Um, but four is good. Four is good. Um, I like Emma Roberts. I like the whole like... She's she's related to Sydney and she's like desperate to be her, basically. And the kind of like internet age fame thing. I actually think that's quite good. I think some of you think maybe it's a bit heavy-handed, but I actually think it's really good. And it's just all great. It's all so clever. And yeah, it gets a little bit like repetitive in the whole meta narrative all by the end. But the first one, certainly, and to a large extent, the second one have that like freshness and it's genuinely quite scary, but not that scary. But like, I wouldn't say it's much less scary than, say, the original Halloween. And yet, it's also funny and self aware at the same time and a really good cast. And also, the other thing, which I think makes it so much more exciting, which almost all of these horror films don't have, is it's also like a whodunit at the same time. I think yeah, that's it has that kind of like interesting whodunit Hitchcock. It's got build, a mystery, yeah, you know, because it's not the same killer. That's, it's, it's, mm-hmm. that's the genius of it in a way. Is you've got an iconic, and I don't like. I hate. I hate the word iconic. Often, I think people throw it around for nothing. You know, How dare you'll, go, you'll go to a restaurant and then they'll be like, oh, well, have you ever tried an iconic cheesecake? And I'm like, no, it's not iconic. It's ju- you've just started serving it this week. Like People use it all the time. And I'm like, you don't, something can't be iconic unless it's like, oh. Iconic? Anyway. Unless it's, it's iconic. Yeah, it can't be iconic if like, I've never heard of it. Not me personally, like, you know what I mean? Um, I know what you're saying. But Scream... Ghostface, Ghostface is iconic. Michael Myers is iconic. A lot of horror horror characters actually are, and they've got an iconic villain, but they've also changed the villain every time. Like, is it Ghostface is different every time? So you've got that like, oh, he's back thing, but you actually don't know who it is. Um, I think they've done a very good job at yeah keeping uh, a storyline that could be deemed repetitive quite fresh and good for them. Jason, you like Scream, don't you? I think we talked about it before in the past. Yeah, I do like it. Far from the third, maybe not that much, but I do like it. And I, I agree with, with what Andrew's saying. I like the fact that you have to guess who the killer is. And I wonder how many killers are going to be in the Scream 5. The, the fifth Scream, but it's not called Scream 5, is it? I hope that no, there's five killers. Scream, which, is, which has upset me, yeah. Um, as long as it's got the original trio in it, then I'll be happy. The original trio that, rig- that should have been an, an original quad 
because um, they never should have killed Randy in Scream 2 because I love Randy. I agree. But for some reason well, in my brain, I always think that Randy's played by Seth Green, but it's not. But you know how the no, actor he does, that plays he does Randy... Look, he does, yeah, he does they, look like yeah, Seth Green. It's an interchangeable person. Um, but yeah, he was such a great character. And, and I remember, again, like yourself, Andy, Scream was one of the movies... I, I feel like I'm shouting, but it's just these new headphones. I'm not... <laughs> I need to be calm. I'm not shouting. Right, anyway. Um, while I yell. Uh, yeah, when I watched Scream, it was the same kind of thing. When I was very, very young and I watched it on VHS because now I'm very, very old and that's gross. And, um, and yeah, it was kind of opened me up to horror. I think Scream opened a lot of people, especially of my generation, and it's, it's interesting that your generation as well, to horror because it's so accessible. But, um, yeah, Randy was... Yes, I, I, I related to Randy at such a young age because I was becoming a film nerd and I was like, I feel what you're saying, Randy. I too want yeah. to work in blockbusters. And he's so <laughs> necessary in the film. But then also, I just... He's and dead. his he, killing he was rubbish. Died. Yeah, and his killing was rubbish and I felt like yeah, they couldn't and do I just, I was sort of like, Randy deserved better. He yeah. deserved that to be like the big payoff of the whole film, you know? Yep. That should have been the moment, Randy. Yeah, and it just sort of was a footnote and I was like... Yeah, they did, they did Randy dirty there. They really did. But Poor, poor Randy. In general, love Randy. Love the three of them. Very excited for the new one. Just just love it. It's just... And I just think that all these other horrors... I just think... I love them. I love a slasher. I do. Mm. But there's just something a little dull after a while about Michael just getting up again and again and again and keeping killing people or Jason or whoever it is. And yeah, it's great. But also... Come on, you know. I just think having that mystery there, there is always. I think even if a film is bad, like bad, I'm still gonna mm. want to know who did it. You know, I just think yeah. I'm always gonna want to know that. I'm never, I'm never not gonna care who did it. Yeah, I didn't like Scream Two and Three that much, but I mean, there was at no point oh, during watching good. those. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's not as bad as Three, but um, like even when I'm watching those and not being immensely invested in it, I was still invested enough to know who the killer was. Number Four, it was exactly. just a very. I thought Number Four was going to be super disappointing, but I actually turned out that I really liked it. Again, Rory Culkin's character seems to be filling Randy's shoes, and I yes, love that I whole film yeah. nerd thing. And Rory Culkin, as I've mentioned before, is my favourite of the Culkin brothers. Uh, I feel so... like he's had the longest, the most, like, longest-serving career. Oh, no, actually, no, because you've got Kieran's in succession, isn't he? Yeah, but Kieran's not done a lot. <clears throat> no, okay. but he, has in, he is in succession, though. So he's, like, the hot right now one, isn't he? Rory's my fave. He's done some great movies, Rory Culkin. He does a lot of very good under-the-radar horrors as well, which is really interesting. Plus, he's the hot one. Plus, he's really into WWE wrestling, and he had Paul Heyman um, at his wedding do the marriage thing, whatever you call it, the priest guy. Officiate. So that was good. Sorry if everyone can't hear me. My no, I can't. No, 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 I can't. Sorry. I was just, I was just looking at... Talk amongst yourselves while I struggle here. That's fine. Um, if, if there's a gap there, then I'm going to talk about... Um, what franchises have we not? I mean, obviously we can't mention every franchise ever here, um, but we should maybe talk. We, we've already done a Blumhouse podcast for listeners that want to listen to more pods on Blumhouse. We can, we can go listen to that. But we should, they've been the main purveyor of horror franchises in recent years. So, Insidious. We've already mentioned Rachel. You hate Insidious a lot. 
Um, what about the Purge franchise? Jason, are you a Purge fan? Uh, it's okay. I've, I've seen the first two. Okay, Same. The that's first, I've seen the first two yeah. as well. The first um, one is like I a would like to see the others, but I run out of time before this podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm back, one. baby. Oh, sorry. Okay, do you know what we're talking about? We listening? The Purge. The Purge. What do you think? Sexy, love it. I liked the first one. Semi likes the second one. Um, I've not watched anything after that. I didn't watch the TV series. Absolutely. Okay, we're, we're all in the same boat then. We've all seen the first two. I liked yeah. both. Genuinely liked both. The first one has the added bonus that it's got um, my hero and yours, Ethan Hawke, in it. Um, Always and, sounds like a made-up name, but yep. Yeah, love the man. Um, just, I mean, he's in like some of my favourite films ever. Um, so, you know, he gets a pass in anything he does. And I remember when I first watched The Purge, I was like, ah, oh, they haven't left the house. Like, it was very... Yeah. It's, it's, it was interesting. It was actually a very bold move, The First Purge, to introduce mm. this idea, a very expansive, satirical, like, global, like, country-spanning idea of, like, death and, like, just, just a huge idea, and then make a film that was so small. Like, it was just a home invasion thriller, basically. And but if you think about it as well, they're meant budget. to be, like, white suburb rich people with a big house, but the house feels very small throughout the movie. True, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's budget, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's a small budget film that became huge because the idea behind it was so good. They must have known. It's very clever from Mr. Blum. Not unlike Paranormal Activity. Yeah, and uh, another Mr. Blum production, and Insidious, even. I think, I gather, oh. the Insidiouses get bigger and bigger, don't they, all of these things do um yeah i've watched all i've watched three of them and uh it was it was money and time i'm never going to get back (laughs) i do think though that that the second um purge does quite a good job of expanding it of opening it up like it could be better the the whole idea i think is a little bit like basic like i don't there's that much complexity to it obviously but like at the end of the day it is a kind of big ridiculous horror film ultimately you know um i was slightly annoyed at it for having lakeith stanfield in it for like one minute yeah just wasn't there i mean i guess he wasn't as famous in 2014 was he but it is what really it was yeah i was like oh wow it's lakeith stanfield you know he's turned up he's going to be really important and then he just leaves like he's literally in for about five minutes um so that was, and those guys relevant. turning out to not be that. I don't know, like you know that that group that, that he leads, the ones with the creepy masks and stuff. Yeah. And the one that's got like God written on his head and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on all the posters. They were like extremely unimportant, really. Yes, they were chasing them down. They looked really scary. But then all they are, are like mercenaries to sell them to the really scary people. Which is, I suppose, that's the point, isn't it? Um, Talking of Halloween costumes, how many people do you think did that God costume? That year, a lot. A lot. Almost certainly. Absolutely. Um, It's cheap and you can do it. Yeah. I wonder how many um, map. I wonder which is the most popular um, Halloween mask. This is one. What's the most popular Halloween mask? Is it Michael? Mm. Is it Jason? Or is it Ghostface? Mm. I think I've seen more people with Jason's mask. I suppose if you have a, a hockey mask, a nice hockey you can mask, just paint you can. it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Jason, what do you think? Since you have the same name, <laughs> I think it's. I would say the hockey was the most popular horror mask. I'd say, in my opinion. 
Yeah. yeah I think it might be Ghostface. You see a lot you of Ghostface. You desperately want it to be Ghostface <laughs> because your yeah. your earlier romantic story of how much you love Scream yeah. that could be in that could be a novel, Andy. I think like even True. if we got stats up and did a pie chart and tried to discredit Scream in any kind of way. <laughs> You just see little work. love hearts around it, and you're yeah. like, "I love that movie so much. I, I love do. those movies." I so just much. remember seeing it and being like, "And I love." Shamefully late in my film watching career, but I just was so not really. I thought horror wasn't for me, and I was like, "You know, what? I'm going to watch Scream. Everyone says it's really good, and I don't think it'll be that scary because it's also funny." Um, and then I was I'm going like, to take. I will take a picture of my Tatum costume for the Halloween party and ping it on the chat for you. Please do. As a, as a reference. It took me ages to hunt down some of those items. But is, yep. is anybody going to kill you in a door at any point during the night? Have you asked? Once again, I mean, we can only help. We can only hope. You know? <laughs> I don't... The house where I'm going to the party at hasn't got a garage door. Ah, so, I that's mean, upsetting, really. They haven't committed absolute, to your, your costume. No. I, I should I should not even go now. I should just tell him that. I'm like, I'm not coming because your house doesn't meet my needs. Exactly. How dare they? What are you? I can hear you scribbling. Sorry, I, I am, but I'm not. I, <laughs> apologies, <laughs> listeners. I didn't know that was audible. No, no, no. Please fill us in. What were you doing? What were you writing? Nothing. Oh, just testing your pens during what the podcast. I'm sat at a desk. It's not even my yeah. desk. Um, and I was just scribbling whose desk are you at my uh, whose house are you in i'm in my my house in my flat but i'm in my partner's desk because she has a much bigger desk than me um where are we all right now that's the question jason where are you i'm at my home which is where in farnborough (laughs) in farnborough farnborough oh farnborough i thought you said in farnborough no i'm excited i like it there I can still hear you drawing, Andrew. No, I'm not. I'm putting things away. Um, where are you? I'm in. I'm in my bedroom. Um, I'm on my bed because I I can in my house in my in in a complete stranger's house. I don't know (laughs) whose house I'm in right now. I'm just chilling in my bed. My dog is in the other room because she bippity balks at me all the time. So (laughs) I can't have that stress. She's ruined a lot of podcasts with a filthy mouth of barking. She. she ate a mouse oh um no stressful and i came in and she was standing perfectly still like something out of a horror movie and i was like what are you doing and she was standing there for ages and i was faffing around and she didn't move and i was like i'm gonna go check on her because i thought maybe someone had replaced her with a stuffed version of herself because she wasn't moving and there's a little sly mouse tail flipping out of her mouth and i was like, oh my god and i pried her doors apart and um yeah, it was still alive, the poor little oh. thing. So I, I know, so I made it a little bed and I, I put it outside and gave it some food and water and um, eventually throughout the course of the day it felt better and I let it free and it survived. So there's a lovely tale of why she's in the other room right now because she's chaos on legs. She's her own horror film, eating stuff every all the goddamn time. So yeah, I saved a mouse. <laughs> I'm like Gandhi this week, look at that, I... I went 20 minutes without saying anything controversial, and I saved a mouse. Yeah, well done. I know. I really should get some sort of uh, Oscar for that. An Oscar, yeah. Well, you get an Oscar for your performance as Tatum in Scream. Yeah, that, I hope so. She's. Um, I feel like me and Tatum are on the same sort of wavelengths in life. You know, I think we're doing well. 
But um, yeah, we're coming to the end. We are. I think we've done we've done a lot of the big ones, haven't we? We've we've done, we've done the key players. It's been very enjoyable as always. Um, yeah. So I think uh, I think we leave it on. Um, even it doesn't even have to be in a franchise. Right here, right now, everyone's favorite horror movie. Go, Jason. What's your favorite horror movie of all time? Well, one of my favorite favorites. Have you guys seen Terrifier? Two thousand eighteen. I fe- I think. No. With, a guy with a killer who dresses up as a clown. It's really oh. awesome, you know, it's pretty, pretty violent. Yeah, I, I, it's a slasher film. I, I highly recommend that one. I like the sound of that. Yeah, Terrifier, yeah. Fire. yeah. Andrew? Scream. Now, okay, I'm going to go <laughs> back again, Andrew. You can't say scream. Andrew, go. Um, okay, actually, ah. does, does, um, is it, is it a quiet place a horror film or is it a thriller? No, I'd say go for it. Okay, quiet yeah. place. Yeah. Mine is, however much I love a Serbian film, I'm not going to say it. My favourite horror film uh, is Friday the 13th Part 2. It's got to be. People in wheelchairs getting killed and Jason just going ham. I'm all about it. I want to see it. That's horrible. That's even, probably even worse than most horror films. No, I'm just, what, Friday the 13th Part 2 is a great movie. What are you want about? No, I just, sex- I just mean in terms of like horrificness of crime. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just one of the best killings that Friday the 13th pulled out the bag, really. It was creative. I enjoyed it. But, yeah, that movie is definitely the best. It's got all the chef's kiss essence of Friday the 13th rolled into one movie, and you don't need to watch any other movie. Chef's kiss, Jason. And that's when he gets his... uh, No, he has the bag then, which is sad, but he gets the machete. So I feel like Jason levels up in every movie. He just gets a little... Another, uh, well, like all of them, he probably becomes unkillable, like they all do. Oh, I mean, they shot him into space, so there's a lot of issues going on with Jason, really, isn't there? <laughs> well, Once, I mean, about... What were you saying, Jason? Oh, sorry, if we're talking about Friday the 13th, I'd say the third one is the best one because that's where he gets his hockey mask. It is a good one, yeah, yeah that is that's the true. best one, yeah. I think it's highly considered to be the best one, actually. Mm. Is Jason ahead of his time was he a billionaire and that's how he ended up in space because he's he must have been before elon musk <laughs> in which one does everyone... he end up in space Jason Jason X. X. yeah uh... i haven't seen it i don't want to either it's ridiculous i watched 40 minutes of it and i couldn't watch anymore <laughs> it was it was too much but he did beat uh elon musk and old jeffrey bezo and got himself up in space before those billionaire idiots did <laughs> yeah well, well... Well done, Jason, then, I suppose. Well done, Jason. He sold books. He made Amazon. He was in space first. (laughs) God, what wonderful times. But it has been a pleasure, and I hope everyone has taken away a new movie. Probably Scream, if Andy wants us to watch a movie from this podcast. Scream. Uh, Scream? Is it Scream? I mean, do you even like Scream, Andy? I don't know. Just a little. Just a little bit. I feel like everyone's already seen it. I'm just checking... I'm still checking because I, you know, for the past hour and 15 minutes, I have been unsure as to whether you like Scream or not. I, I get the feeling that you quite like yeah, it. Yeah, just in case anyone's not been listening. Yeah, if anyone's not clear, Andy uh, quite likes that movie. And I quite like Jason Voorhees stuff. But it's been lovely. I hope everyone has a fabulous Halloween, even though it's coming out just a bit before. I hope if anyone does go and see Halloween Kills, love it, enjoy it. Tell us what it's about. Yeah, Leave us a I'll rating. Yep, yeah, I'm living for that. Jason's going to go see it. I'm probably going to go see it. And to all our listeners, I feel like no one plugs our podcast at the end. 
Leave leave us ratings, leave us reviews. Five thousand stars. Yeah, go Just listen like... to all the other episodes. We're not on all of them, so don't worry. Um, yeah, that's true. If you don't want to, if you don't want the crazy or the sexy chat, this please feel you free to skip mine. <laughs> there are other episodes. Yeah. yeah, but leave yeah leave us a review. Recommend us to your friends. Five thousand stars, billion dollars. We're worth it. Every penny doesn't go to charity, but that doesn't matter. I don't think you make money off Spotify. Leave us a review. We're brilliant people, and for all the love from everyone over here, UK Film Review. Happy Halloween. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from Jason. Goodbye, thank you. And goodbye from Andrew. Peace goodbye. and love, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Andrew. <laughs>